Welcome to the Kick and Post Podcast with your hosts, Jamal Thompson and Otto DeVries. Episode 23. Had some big news in the NBA lately. Some trades. Um, draft night was last night. Recording this as of July 30th, so figured we'd hop in, talk about some of the draft picks, and especially some of the big trades that have happened across the league in the short span of time of the trade deadline opening. How you doing this morning, Otto? I'm mad tired, not gonna lie. I feel like this is the second episode in a row that that you're mad tired. But you know, we gotta do what we gotta do. Why don't you stop making me record early? Nah, man, we gotta get to it. We gotta get to it. Actually, I think we recorded really late last time. Did we? Oh, well. Yeah, we did. It was at like 1 a.m. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was one of the later ones. But um, draft night, draft night. Um, I know your team had how many picks? Ended the. I think they ended the night with three picks. We ended the night with three, but we went in with one. Okay, so Clippers made some moves to acquire more talent. Um, we'll get into the guys they picked um, as we go down the list a little bit. Um, there wasn't much. But before, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Before we get into the draft, yeah, there was a pre-draft trade. There was with the Lakers and the Wizards. Oh, we're just gonna hop right into the big one. We're gonna hop right into. The oh big yeah. One. Okay. That's the only one that matters. Realistically, yeah. To be honest, N- nothing else matters other than that. Okay. Um. Um. So the whole the whole day, uh, Woj was tweeting. Oh, Lakers and Spurs are in talks with Kuzma and DeRozan signing trade. Mm-hmm. Then it was the Lakers are trying to get Buddy healed, and then ten minutes later, it's the Lakers are in talks with the Wizards to get Russell Westbrook for the same deal. It's like ended up being Russell Westbrook. I don't personally believe that that was the correct choice in in terms of team need. Really, but. I mean, uh, Russell Westbrook can't shoot threes. The problem that that they faced, other than injury, was being able to shoot the three. It didn't really help them very much. Um, I didn't think we'd be on opposite sides on this one. I think it's a great pickup because it kind of shows what direction they're going in in terms of how they're going to use LeBron going forward. Um, I think it shows that LeBron's going to be playing off the ball a lot more. Um, they brought in a point guard that's a good facilitator. Um, great energy still. Um, even at the age he's at, he's not in his... I wouldn't consider him in his prime anymore, but still a great athlete. Um, great rebounder. He's going to take a lot of pressure off of LeBron um, ball handling wise and to exert as much energy on the offensive side. So I think you're, we're going to start seeing the evolution of LeBron now where he plays in the post more. Um, plays off the ball more and they're gonna get the shooting they require now probably in just veterans signing for cheap to be honest um, I so you said they didn't get what they needed would you have preferred a Kuzma Buddy Heald one for one deal or Kuzma picks for Buddy Heald you think that would fit the team better uh yeah if LeBron's not gonna take that step back but I mean that's your opinion I, I definitely have the, the other opinion, and cause I think Le- LeBron's gonna be the same old LeBron. Yeah, um, I get it. I get where you're coming. Maybe from. when he's like 39 is when he'll be like off ball, 
but even then, like LeBron's still not a good like off-ball shooter. Like, You're right. It's been it's been a journey. He's not gonna sit to improve that. He's not gonna sit in the three, uh, the corner three and be PJ Tucker. You know. Oh yeah. Well, I, I'm not expecting that. When I say off-ball, I just mean he's not gonna be carrying the ball up the court and completely directing the offense much anymore. Just like me and you could see that Westbrook's not a good shooter. I'm pretty sure he could see that as well. Um, I just say that instead of him being as ball dominant as he is and putting a lot of pressure on himself physically to keep the offense moving, he'll, he finally has a point guard um, that I think he'll defer to a little bit more um, because he understands the skill set that Westbrook has. It's not like a Kyrie where you could kind of play him off the ball somewhat because he does have elite shooting. Um, Westbrook's only effective if you play him on the ball. So I think they'll they'll adjust to what they acquired. Um, I was thinking that they move someone like Kuzma for Buddy Heald and then just try to get at Kyle Lowry and DeRozan um, another way. That's what I was thinking was going to happen because one of those two guys would be playing against the second unit of the other team and then that would be curtains for that team's second unit. Um, but they went the route of big move, big noise by bringing in Westbrook. And um, I think it's interesting to see how it'll work out, how it'll pan out for them. I do think it does improve the team, though. Um, some of what I was hearing... Well, yeah, I, I, I wasn't saying it, it didn't improve the team. I mean, adding a, a player with the caliber that Russell Westbrook has, it's going to... Like your team's gonna get better. It's just not like the exact team need, in my opinion, that they they needed to fulfill. True, true. I feel like they were trying to shift in the um to a more traditional point guard. That that's why they were getting tied to all these guys like Lowry, Chris Paul, um, Russ. I feel like the move was really early though. Like it's really early in the off season. Surprised they didn't try to you know if unless Russell was at the top of their list. I know he was definitely top two. I feel like they would have per- preferred Chris Paul, but I feel like they made that move really quickly. Um, I think well, part the, of that... the rush was to trade their pick. Yeah, I think part of that was the pick. Well. I think the other part of that was Kuzma. Um, they were having issues moving him, so the first team that was like willing to take on Kuzma and they still get something solid in return, um, they kind of hopped on the opportunity. Uh, I think it's, it's a good place for Kuzma to land I know we've been some huge proponents of Kuzma slander but he has shown flashes you. in um mainly his career yeah me mainly he has shown flashes in his career and I feel like Washington he'll have the opportunity to get more shots up he'll be more involved in the offense uh Bradley Beal in a starting role yeah Bradley Beal is is as of now saying he's committed to staying um but you know that's just noise until the season actually starts. I don't put anything um, guaranteed until I see him in a Wizards jersey when the season starts. But I think he'll have enough room to grow in Washington. Um, and they acquired KCP. I don't know if he'll actually stay there. Uh, so, you know, they got some solid value. Didn't they get Trez as well in that deal? Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, so they got Trez, KCP, Kuzma, and the pick. I think it's solid return. Um, but who did that draft pick end up being? Uh, the twenty-two. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to look at it right now. Isaiah Jackson out of Kentucky. I don't even know who that is. Six foot eleven, um, power forward. So, who are they playing at the power forward position right now? Um, Rui. Is it Rui? Yeah. So he's not gonna start over Rui. Uh Rui showed enough to keep that starting spot, that starting role, unless they're planning to move Rui to the five, or possibly to the four. Rui's probably playing the... That's the four, right? Small four is the three. They won't move Rui to the three. So, yeah. Jackson will probably just develop and come off the, the bench. Or they'll change him and let him be the center. Because their center is a mix of Thomas Bryan and Robin Lopez right now, right? Um, Thomas Bryan sounds right. Yeah. I don't think robin's a long-term fixture there of course not but i mean as of now on the roster i feel like that's yeah that's what they're bouncing between those two so um yeah interesting deal i was surprised it got done that quickly um the lakers do lose casey's kcp's shooting which he came through for them in the finals that they won in the bubble so they definitely need to work on replacing that i don't know if you bring a guy like jr back um but there'll be there'll be free agents and, and vets in the free agent pool that they could acquire for cheap because people are gonna see that roster and and sign on for a discount for the opportunity to win a ring. So, or the opportunity to, to make it to a final because I think it puts them right back in the mix. Yeah, I mean I think that's uh that goes for the Nets as well. Yeah, I mean they'll still be able to, they'll still have that opportunity to pull uh, from the Lakers, from probably the Warriors coming up. I feel like people are going to sign there as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree with you. Um, I- ideally for the Lakers, this is how I like the. I think the most ideal situation was uh, LeBron works some magic with Chris Paul to take a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Honestly, didn't even need to take a pay cut. Because Westbrook's Russell Westbrook gets paid. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, he signed a max. So they could have paid Chris Paul a one-year max. What is Russ getting paid yearly, though? Because even though he's, he's getting a max, um, I know Chris I think Paul it's was 34 for, this coming season. Is it 34? But is is, is yeah. this 34 like going to grow to the size that um, – Chris Paul wanted because I know Chris Paul's like last year of his contract would be like 41. I don't think Westbrook's contract would ever get to those heights. Alright, so Russ is actually making Jeez, I just saw something next too. year 44 million. Yeah. They're not going for next year anybody. Next year, 47. So they got Russ for two years and then they could try to kill his contract value-wise be like okay let's bring it down to tad um and assuming his health he probably opts out um after next year or after this season i mean but like i said ideally get chris paul on the roster trade all those assets you just traded for buddy healed and then you have a true point guard pass first good Mm mid-range shoot three decently you add an elite shooter and Buddy Heald. I think he was top five in three-point percentage this year. Yeah. He, like, he could get hot pretty know. quickly as well. 
That's a dangerous starting five. I wasn't I wasn't against the Buddy Heald move. I thought it was going to be a solid move. Um, but I didn't know like Buddy Heald would demand that much value though. No, they w- it wouldn't have been the same package for sure. Um, I think it would have been because it was it was being rumored. Um, I don't think KCP was involved in that other deal. I think it was Trez Kuzma and the pick for Heald and probably the Kings pick or something. But um, you had to throw the extra, probably also to make the contract work when you did um, the Westbrook deal instead. Um, earlier in the week, though, we also had a deal that centers around Zion Williamson in that roster and Memphis. This is John Morant roster. Um, Memphis acquired Jonas Valanciunas. Well, actually, no, they, they shipped off Jonas no. Valanciunas and yeah. acquired Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe um, and did some pick swapping in there while um, Memphis acquired a 2022 protected first round pick. Um, so, thoughts on that one? I feel like Jonas is um, a solid center to pair with Zion. I feel like you're going to play Zion um, in the smaller role now. You won't see Zion at the five ever in the starting lineup anymore. Um, And what picks did New Orleans spend now on these guys? Let's see who's going to New Orleans with them. Because they're the 17 and 51 picks is what they acquired. 51 ended up going to the Clippers. Yeah. Let me see. 17 ended up being Trey Murphy out of Virginia. Did they keep that pick? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I don't know anything about that guy. Shooting guard. All I know is he lo- they lost to Ohio. Yeah. I didn't really pay much attention to their roster usually because I always um, associate Virginia teams with um, team-oriented defense, not really having like a guy like that, but... They said 90% from free throw line, over 60% from the two. Um, Not bad. Yeah. Um, 6'8". 40% more of a from three. three. So, he draws um, measurement resembles um, Darius Baisley, Cam Reddish, and Jason Tatum. So, they're saying he's like a combo forward. Um, okay. So, from what we could see on his prospect listing... He's a solid offensive player, which would definitely serve New Orleans well. Um, pairing him next to a Brandon Ingram and Zion. Everything is pointing that Lonzo won't be back, so they're going to have Kyra Lewis or... Um, and... What is this? Nikhil Walker? I'm trying to remember his full name. He's boys with Shai Gillis. Uh, Alexander. Nikhil Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Walker. Yeah. He's going to be one of those two starting at point guard. Um, probably their pick here, Trey, at the shooting guard position. And then um, Zion, Ingram, and most likely Valentinus as a starting five. Um, everything in the organization is saying they're trying to point towards competing um, being a playoff team it's no longer a rebuild they're trying to turn the corner um, I think it'll be interesting to see how this roster shakes out without Steven Adams 
I thought Eric Bledsoe was a great pickup for them, but I guess they're trying to go full youth movement um, as much as possible. Um, losing Steven Adams is quite a blow. I think he was a solid defensive player. Um, great at setting screens on the offensive side of the ball. Um, great hustle player, but Jonas Valanciunas gives you way more on the offensive side. So um, Yeah, more than just little lobs and yeah. layup he, rolls. His game was... Just as good a, on the offensive glass. Exactly. Um, I mean, when they initially made the trade, I texted you. I'm like, Bledsoe's not staying there anyway. Yeah. Not not with his contract, and I'm surprised he didn't get moved last night. Yeah, within seconds, they honest. said they're looking to – he won't be a long-term thing. Um, So that's still out there. I thought – my thing is I thought he was going to be – either bought out or moved to the Lakers for something. It's just that Bledsoe's value is not a first-round pick, according to most teams, is what also came out. So it was fighting that value piece to get back in return for him because if they were shipping him for a first, you won't you won't get him for a first. I feel like you could get Kemba for a first these days, not take Kemba over Bledsoe. Um, yeah, any day. But the 10th pick... I mean, Kemba's, Kemba's straight, but... He was just hurt. Yeah, he has that knee injury that you have to factor in. Um, but the skill, if he's able to bounce back from that, I would I would spend the first round pick to see if he could return to that type of health. Um, the tenth yeah. pick. The I mean, it's either. You good? You good? You good? It's either Kemba with a hurt knee, or Eric Bledsoe with no skill. Jeez, you're on his neck. I didn't think he. I wouldn't say no skill. I'm just saying that he, I would say he's just never fully polished off what he's had. He go, he gets on streaks and stuff, but it could get it could get ugly sometimes. Um, I like the pick that they got at number ten though. Um, Memphis did. Zaire Williams. Um, he played on that. Um, what's it called? Chino Hills team. No, not Chino Hills. I don't even know why I said Chino Hills. The team that Bronny and them play on. The Calabasas team. Sierra Canyon. He was a big piece of that team two years ago. Um, Went to Stanford. Um, Had solid uh, output there, but uh, he never really, like, fully materialized in terms of an offensive player. He had stretches here and there, but it wasn't consistent. Picking him up at 10, he's a... He's a solid guy. I think he'll be able to grow into his frame and play a lot better on the offensive end and be a nice little pickup for Memphis to put next to John Morant um, at the shooting guard position. So I think, it was, I think it was a solid pick at number 10 for them. I think this was a great trade for both teams. It's one of those ones where it's like, I don't think anybody really lost. Yeah. I mean, I, the Pelicans are definitely looking to compete. And the Grizzlies are in the whole, a whole other direction. This is true. So, even though, like, the Grizzlies were kind of right there. Yeah. I think with they're like some veteran help, they two would be good able pieces to do away. Yeah. yeah, two good good pieces away from being like a six seed. Yeah. Seven, or excuse me, five. Because mm-hmm. what were they? Nine. They they snuck in against yeah they snuck in against um was it Golden State because Golden State would have been the eight and then they beat Golden State in the play-in and played the Jazz and 
just got overwhelmed. Yeah, they got in as I can't remember if they had home court. It doesn't even matter. I don't even remember who they beat. Who did they beat? They didn't beat anyone. They beat they lose to the Jazz in the first round. No, no, no. To get in. Um, go so they State. beat the Warriors and they beat they beat another team. Um, have Spurs. To... They beat the Spurs first Spurs. and then they beat yeah. the Warriors. Yeah, Spurs. Yeah. But you know, like you said, a couple a couple more pieces um, on the veteran side, and they could have done something. Um, one veteran that moved crazy. I didn't I didn't expect him to get moved, but he always seems to be not having a long time for any team. Is Ricky Rubio? He got sent to the Cavs, um, and in return, the Cavs got Torian Prince. Um, I don't. Mean the, uh, I don't completely the understand Timberwolves the got deal. Torian Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To- the Timberwolves got Torian Prince, and the Cavs got Ricky Rubio. Um, I don't really understand the move. I think, I think this means Colin Sexton's on the move. Um, he was already in trade talks. I know his teammates during the season weren't happy with him. Yeah. Uh, kind of feeling that he takes too many shots and is too ball ball dominant demanding dominant yeah sure whatever 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 floats your boat um so i think that kind of alludes to the direction they want to go in maybe uh rubio garland um backcourt instead yeah um i was thinking has great value I, I was thinking that um, Minnesota did it for I don't know cap reasons, but that makes way more sense. I didn't think Ricky Rubio's deal was that big, but yeah, if Sexton's on the move, it makes sense to go out and acquire a guy that'll facilitate. He's a complete opposite of how Sexton plays. Um, Torian Prince is a pretty solid forward, but Minnesota definitely getting us. Second round that boy pick do know how to rebound. Definitely helps. <laughs> he does know the fundamentals of rebounding. But um Yeah, I thought it was an interesting move. But you're right, if if Sexton's on the move, acquiring a guard like Ricky Rubio to to keep your offense flowing and facilitate your players, especially Darius Garland, who shows flashes um to be solid on offense. And then you guys went out and drafted Evan Mobley, which I'm a little bit skeptical of from the center position, but you know, there's not many other guys you could have picked there that fits your roster. Maybe um, a Scotty Barnes or something like that, but you kind of have to take best available. Um, it'll be interesting. I don't think we have anything to worry about, though, coming out of Cleveland for a very long time. They're still very, very far away. Um, unless LeBron goes back and Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, unless they start bringing other guys to, to go home. Do they have anybody else who could go home? I mean, technically, Steph Curry was born in Akron as well, so he could go home. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, they're, the, the, the trade is really a non-starter. I mean, both teams are kind of in that purgatory where they're not going to be competing for much, but I still am excited to see what Minnesota could turn their talent into with a Russell, De'an- um, with a D'Angelo Russell healthy, um, Cat and Anthony Edwards, see if they could make that thing work. Because right now, I don't think there's much team cohesion there, but they have time to work on that. They have some talent out yeah. there. Um, outside of those three big names, I mean, I, they don't have many, like super veteran talent. No, they're a very young team. Can help lead that team. 
Yeah. Um, not only on the court, but off the court. You're right. Uh, moving them in the right direction. And I'm not even too sure who, who their coach is. They have a really young coach, right? Uh, I don't know if he's still the coach. I think he got fired, but it was um, it was the son of their former coach who died. That's all I remembered. Yeah. And then I think he got let go this year. They got a couple more years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they have young guys, so no no rush. It's just they need to start developing a winning culture at some point. Can't just be showing yeah. up, you know. But um, one isn't it so weird? Like, uh, go ahead. What's weird? The longevity of basketball players. Yeah. Puts on like such a uh, damper on like young talent. Like, you know, in football, you get a uh, franchise quarterback. They're gonna play for hopefully fifteen years. Yeah. Right. You'd hope. Yeah. And. But like, you get a franchise running back. He's there for two, three years at, in, in, at his best, and then it could be like any team, any year, minus the Jets. The Jets suck. You're right. Anybody could scoop in and um, kind of compete with the right roster moves and just the right direction coaching. I feel like you need a lot more to get it to work on the basketball court. Um, an interesting deal, I thought, was the um, the Nets trading Shammy Landry Schmidt to the Suns. Didn't even see it for Javon Carter and the number twenty nine pick. Mm, uh, that was definitely sending around the pick. Yeah, I, I was I was kind of taken aback. I thought Schmidt was a good fit for the roster, but I don't know if they thought they'd have to give him a little extra or something um but based on who they took with the pick and the rumors that veteran player um and center deandre jordan might be on the move it kind of makes sense they went ahead and went out and got them a center out of north carolina dayron sharp six foot eleven guy so um looks like DeAndre Jordan will also be on the move. Can you think of a roster I mean, he that didn't even play him? in the playoffs? The Clippers. Bring him back home. Needs to. I mean, he'd be a good backup to um, Zubats, right? No, he'd be a good starter. You start him over Zubats at this point in time. I, I mean, Zubac wasn't even our starter before. It was Surge. Uh, so you guys are playing like a smaller starting five? Yeah. I mean, three and four were Kawhi and Paul George. Mm. Um, the Warriors could use a veteran center. The Lakers could use a veteran center because AD doesn't want to play at the center. I mean, Drummond. Yeah, but he he's making it sound like he doesn't plan. He doesn't want to be back based on playing time. Uh, let's see. The Raptors could use a starting center, no? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, speaking of the Raptors, a lot of rumors have been swirling around Pascal Siakam's name. It was expected that um, Golden State would try to move both their picks and Wiseman for some, some solid, either I'd say Tier B star, or if they could get a Tier A superstar, but... Nothing really amounted to much for them 
last night where that was concerned. So, you know. I don't know who needs another center. Mm. It's tough. Ah, uh, the Jazz. The Jazz? Yeah. 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 Go Bears. Go Bears, not good. Oh, gosh. I just realized what you need a real defensive presence. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you, well, I ain't even gonna get into that. You roasted, but uh, DeAndre Jordan uh, be a solid backup. Re- realistically, the Hornets as well. Yeah, yeah. But and that's about. Does DeAndre Jordan want to be on a team that's not competing? That's that's what we got a question too. He's a little bit older. Probably not. So his list is probably really short. Um, but just also looking at a couple of the trades that number 22 pick that the Lakers sent to the Wizards um the Wizards traded it to the Pacers for Aaron Holiday so Pacers ended up with Isaiah Jackson not Wizards um you mean not the yeah oh yeah Never mind. Yeah. My mistake. You good, you good, you good. The draft board on ESPN is like messed up. Dude, it, it doesn't really show. I, they really need it's to fix doo-doo. that. Like, it still says the Clippers have Quentin Grimes. Yeah. Quentin. You, if you, you have to like true. hit the down button and then it'll be like, this got traded to, you know, like, is it really that yeah. hard? But on, su- on some, it has like, oh, that it was already traded. Like, it has like a little, uh, Signal. Yeah, I think if it's it. like pre-draft, pre-trade deadline, then they show it, like from last year. But if it's like this dead, like this open trade season and trade, and it happened that night, they do the opposite. It's it, it's it's not that difficult to just flip it. I guess it's because it's not official until um they're allowed to like sign stuff. Maybe that's my assumption. No clue. I think ESPN's just lazy. Um, Derek Favors. Got moved. It was Derek Favors in a future first round pick to the Thunder for a future second round pick. Wow. Wait, what? Yeah. Just a future second? Alright, here we go. The Jazz agreed to trade center Derek Favors and a future first round pick to the Thunder for a future second round pick. I I mean that has to be clearly just caps cap reasons yes but that's crazy the thunder again find a way to get another first round pick to add to their (laughs) treasure chest of first round picks i think they're working to be probably the first team to have the entire first round to themselves one year i feel like that's what they're working towards at this point because man Every deal they do seems to come with a fresh on pick in one of these years. That's insane. Right? Man. I think Derek Favors is a good player in himself, too, so they'll probably be able to move him if they don't want to keep him on the roster uh, for for some value. But his age, I think, somewhat fits their timeline. He's not in his 30s yet, I don't think, or if he is, it's early 30s, right? Uh, I'm not too sure. Yeah, he's um thirty he's like exactly or something like that. He's thirty exactly. So. Yeah, he's been around for a minute. Yeah, um, I think he'll serve well enough for what they're doing, um, unless they decide, hey, we'll package him and um, Kemba. 
for a first and a second or a first and something else. First and a younger player. I feel like a, a team in need of veterans will take him and Kemba in a deal. Um, but yeah, um, that's pretty much it for the trades. Uh, shifting to the draft, though, were there any like big surprises for you? Um, paying attention to the draft? I have one, especially for the top five, but you go ahead. Um, I'm surprised Luka Garza got drafted. Really? I am surprised Davion Mitchell went so late. Yeah. I'm surprised James Booknight went so high. I thought he was a little bit farther down. Wasn't he on, coming on off of injury too as well? Not too sure. I know he had to get surgery at some point in the season. Um, that I think Trey Mann went really early. Um, I'm gonna let you, I know which one you're gonna say, so I'll let you get to that. Um, I, I'm surprised Herbert Jones <laughs> was drafted uh, so high as well. Um, because that boy's trash. <laughs> my big one is um. Oh 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 oh! Before you say it, the steal, in my opinion, of the draft. Because I know you're about to make your case for steal of the draft, but my steal of the draft is Jared Butler. What, what? Uh, going to the Pelicans? Go pick. Uh, the fortieth pick. That is a steal, and a half, because that boy's nasty. Jared Butler. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And he went to the Hornets. No, he went to um. He went to the Pelicans. Pelicans. Um, and he's like a. I think he's like the closest of like second round picks that are like start ready I mean and like he, he just, he'll he just have won an a national championship on that roster as well I mean exactly. Kyra and, and Nikhil or Nicholas Nikhil, yeah. is it Nikhil okay yeah I feel like they're not world beaters like they're not gonna stop anybody from starting like that if they come in and show that that quality you know so yeah. I think you're on the, and he seems like a stronger point guard, like strong bodied, um, could hold his own driving to the paint and stuff like that. So I remember watching him in that game, that championship game, being like, "Wow, these guys are really just bullying the crap out of um, Gonzaga." But okay, um, you said you know who I'm going for. Actually, I'm gonna go a little <laughs> bit off pace. I thought. Um, the Magic actually taking Suggs was surprising. I thought they were going to do everything in their power to get another tall guy. <laughs> like they'd end up with like a Kuminga or something, but I think that was a solid pick. They're making them. they're making a switch. They're making a switch. You know, it's guard oriented now. Yeah. Um, because I mean they got they drafted three centers in a row, then now they drafted two guards in a row with their their number one pick. Yeah. I think Suggs fits well next to um, Cole Anthony, though. So I don't hate it. I do apologize um, to our viewers for any potential background noise uh, on my end. Just a disclaimer. Well, <laughs> I mean, I might have a little up. bit too, but you know, the show must go on. Um, but I do think that that's a solid pickup for the magic um 
Josh Giddy looked like he went fairly high. I didn't see him in much of those um, pre-draft talks, but according to best talent available, he was ranked seven. So maybe I just wasn't playing close enough attention. That's the second year in a row that the NBL has produced a lottery pick. So showing you that Australian basketball is on the rise for cultivating talent. So that's pretty cool. Um, and of course, the, the one that Otto knows I've been alluding to is the Sharif Cooper news. I need to do more research because I'm still puzzled on how this man was a top 20 pick and ended up slipping to the second round to the to pick 48 when his position rank was number three overall. Three. So at the point guard position, he was arguably the third best on the board, but he slips to the second round. Um, and all the questions about his height and size were there when he was getting projected this high. So I don't know what made teams like, draw back. What the actual reason? Yeah, right? Um, it's saying that he landed with Atlanta. So I think that's a crazy Yeah, I mean, deal. I think that's, that's just a big value. Yeah. Value play right there. Atlanta acquired the pick from Miami. I think if he had ended up with Miami, that would have been a crazy value pick for them too. But I don't think a team like Miami would have expected somebody like Sharif Cooper to be back there still waiting on draft night. So I right. want to see more about what caused the drop. Um, if his showing at the combine was that poor, uh, the measurements of the combine for him were awful. They had him at like six foot two or six foot three. They had to remeasure him, I think. And everybody knows, looking at that guy, he's not that height. I don't think he's breaking yeah. like six foot at all. But you know, maybe giving these guys extra inches just, just for the prospect. ESPN got him listed at six one. What? Yeah, right now they have him listed at six one, and I think that's a stretch. He's a very short guard. Um, but I want to see what caused the drop. And quite honestly, I feel like he's going to outproduce that draft position a ton. Um, also, I want to show some love to somebody who didn't get drafted. I thought he was going to, from all things being said, it looked like he was going back to school. He was in the transfer portal. Um, he did all the NBA stuff. I don't think he even hired an agent. But I don't know when the switch happened where he stayed in the draft. But went undrafted and signed a contract. I don't know if it's two-way. With the Lakers, Mac McClung. Um, huge viral YouTube star with some of his highlights in high school playing for Gate City. Um, but interesting pickup by the Lakers. Um, people are already making the jokes, man. Caruso and Mac McClung on the same team. It's about to be a, a meme team. Um, but <laughs> this dude is super athletic. Um, shoots the three better than I expected him to coming out of high school. Um, became a pretty formidable scorer in the NCAA, um, playing for Texas Tech. Showed flashes of it as a freshman for um, Georgetown as well. I think he's just kind of outdone a lot of people's expectations and landing on a team like the Lakers with the kind of depth they're going to be suffering now. He might sneak in on the roster kind of like Caruso did and kind of find his own if he could you know, take advantage of the three-point shooting that he's been working on. Um, I do have questions about it at the NBA range because, you know, he's shot the three semi-decently 
from a shorter range, but I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting that he ended up with the Lakers. Um, so that's exciting for him. And I'm glad he's on a roster. Um, but over the next yeah, couple of days, think, probably check to see which other yeah. guys sign. I think when you see certain talents that go undrafted, it's like kind of strange. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was, I think it was like two years ago. Um, yeah, or last year. I think it was last year. Um, like, no, it had to be two years ago. Two years ago, whenever that shit got canceled. Was that two years ago? Yeah, I think so. Uh, anyway. Uh, like, players like Marcus Howard, who were just yeah. ballers in college. Uh, Miles Powell. Like, those were, like, the guy on their college team. And it's not like it was like a small D1 school. It's like Seton Hall. Marquette. It was Marquette. Yeah. Like, these players just don't get drafted. And I feel like, I mean, everything's based off potential, but the, the caliber play or the ca- caliber that they were playing at in college was, in my opinion, good enough. You feel like it gets understated college production? Um, yeah, just because of their age and... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of their games could, could translate. I mean, Marcus Howard plays a little bit of minutes. Uh, for Denver? For the Nuggets. Yeah. And Miles is out there in New York, right? He's a Nick. I don't know if he still is, but I know that's where he signed his two-way deal. Mm. It's just really weird to me, that's all. You know people have the whole scientific side of it. They do it in football as well, like breakout age and... Um, if you're a guy who comes in at a certain age and is able to put up production against um, guys that are older and you have an early breakout age, it's supposed to be a good determining factor on how you'll play in the big league. So like in football especially, um, one case of this is like Brian Edwards for the Las Vegas Raiders. He broke out at like age 17 or 18 in the SEC, um, was able to command like wide receiver one targets for South Carolina in the SEC. So he was like a huge um, analytics baby. Like everybody loved him based on how early he broke out. Um, So they look at stuff like that rather than just being like, this dude was a solid performer his entire college career. Like um, the kid out of Clemson that also plays for the Raiders um, in the slot. Can't remember his name right now. Hunter Renfro. Yeah, Hunter Renfro where his breakout age doesn't go as crazy because he really started putting up crazy numbers. That boy's balding, too. Yeah, in his older older days. So I feel like there's a lot of stock, older. unfortunately, put into that analytic side of it rather than just production and um, growth, you know? So um, I agree with you on that point for sure. There's guys that I've seen in the past where I was just like, man, how did this guy end up as a second-round pick and not go through it all? But for some guys, it just ends up, ends up working out in their favor. They land in the right spot, so it just sucks yeah. money-wise for them a lot of times. Um, I'm not going to act like I was super tuned into this draft class to see who was staying and who was going because I didn't expect to see Mac McClung sign. I thought he was going back to school, to be honest, but as the days move on, we'll see some more guys and be like, all right, cool, that's a cool landing spot for that guy or whatnot. Um, winners of the draft to start. Yeah. Um, I like the Clippers draft quite a bit, actually. 
Um, I do too, and that's mainly because of how many guards they drafted. Yeah. And that is a position we lack in quite a bit. We got uh, Keon Johnson, who is the fifth fifth ranked shooting guard 11th overall according to ESPN we got him at 21 so that's beautiful and then flipping into the second round we got a point guard from from the Mac you know you know how we rockin mm-hmm. uh, Jason Preston which impressed me in the tournament to be honest despite like playing for a small small school was able to knock off Virginia um, and then our last pick which is the 51st pick, we got Brandon Boston Jr. In terms of potential, I think he has a lot. I mean, he didn't have the best uh, year at Kentucky. Obviously, Kentucky as a team struggled Huge as a whole. Yeah, he's 6'7", and his wingspan's almost 7 feet. So, I mean... I just love Jason Preston's story as well. He the two, maybe the three. Like, I like all the guys you yeah. got. Um, I feel like you guys addressed team need, but also went on the side um, of potential going forward. You guys didn't completely settle with, okay, this guy is right here as a prospect, and at minimum, he'll be this, right? Because in the past, you guys gave up on the opportunity to take guys with flying potential just based on certain red flags, you know? Um, like injury to the... To your back, yeah, because you're soft. You guys, and then you draft Jerome Robinson, yeah, and then Jerome Robinson's not even on your team anymore. You, you and then it's just sad because that player is averaging somebody like MPJ for a Jerome Robinson and 18 points in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, so you guys, I guess, Ooh. learn from that and decide. Hey, you know, um, even though none of these guys are like MPJ level, um. But well, yeah. Well, MPJ was supposed to be the number one pick. Yeah, he he suffered a back injury and people were a little bit scared. But you you were at a spot in the draft where you could take that risk. Especially we had back to back picks. Yeah. Well, essentially back to back picks. We ended up trading. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, plus the roster was pretty set. Like if you if you whiffed on one of those, you don't want to talk like oh. Let's just go ahead and whiff a pick. But if you whiffed one of those, it would have been the end of the world. I mean, look at your team right now. You whiffed that pick. Well, that but... was that was actually before uh, we, we acquired Paul George and uh, Kawhi. Oh, yeah, I know. But I'm just before. saying, like, if you if you go back through time, you guys whiffed the pick. And your team still turned yeah, out to be something though. solid. Like, I mean, it... d- don't get me wrong. Jerome Robinson was a great college player. He led the ACC in scoring. And he went to Boston College. Like... Do I think he should have been a lottery pick? No. I think there's better picks that could have been made. Yes. But, I mean, he averaged a lot of points in college. I mean, that's what we were looking for in a shooting guard. Also, if we go back, though, do you guys get to keep MPJ if you had drafted him in that Paul George deal? Probably not. Oh, absolutely not. Probably not. Because he would have shown some type of flashes at some point. And we know Oklahoma would want him back in the deal. So no, he didn't. He didn't play his rookie year. He he had he had a little bit of playing time though before your trade though. I know we knew about MPJ before the trade for um, Paul George. Like we knew there was potential there. I don't, think, I don't so. think you guys would have been able to keep him in that deal. He would have for sure yeah, got. We'll him. take it. 
probably would have take, kept one of your first round picks, all. though. But, you know, all these hypotheticals. It's just interesting to see that Clippers sided on the um, side of um, potential, especially with a guy like Preston, who's just shown the will to keep working for what he wanted. Um, to, to ending up being an NBA draft pick is a great story. I'll be definitely watching his story pretty closely. Um, I love Jalen Suggs to the Magic. Shouts out to Rob to that one. Um, I think he'll be a nice fit for that team. Um, this man's snoring. That's the background noise I was talking about. <laughs> I might have a snore in the background of my team, but, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> this man's snoring so loud. Should be on the podcast talking about the Magic right now. He's being a bum. Yeah, he should have popped in and gave some love to his boys. Um, Who else did I see? I mean, I love Houston getting Jalen Green. I'm a huge Jalen Green fan. Um, him next to Kevin Porter Jr. should be electric. Um, Christian would also on that roster. So, still not going to win many games, but they're going to be fun to watch. Um, who's the first pick? Again, Cade Cunningham. I'm skeptical. It's going to be on. I didn't think he. It's going to be on tape, but. This is a um, super hot, hot take. Point guard. I think I'm a little bit skeptical, and Detroit is an interesting landing spot. He will not be playing point guard there. They have Killian Hayes for that. Um, I think he'll be moving to probably the small forward position or shooting guard position based on his height. Uh, that might That's all like projection for me, though. I'm not sure 100%. Like I'm not a talent scouter for the team, but I don't see how he plays point guard with Killian Hayes there. And shooting guard is Sorry about locked that. up by, um, what's the kid, Sadiq Bey, right? I'm sorry, what? The shooting guard position is locked up by Sadiq Bey out in Detroit. Uh, yeah. Second team rookie. Uh, if you give me one second, I, there's someone at my door. <laughs> okay, you're good. Go ahead. So you, you just keep going. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Cade roster or, or, orientation-wise. Um, but I think we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But I don't think... Is that guy right now? A little bit of a hot take. Might come back to burn me when Cade's putting up 25 and 10 after his rookie year, but that's just my stance on that right now. Um, another guy I wanted to put put some of a light on too is Scotty Lewis. Um, was a huge prospect going into college. Pretty sure it was top 10 ESPN. 100 for his graduating class and he just never progressed at Florida he never really improved his game I would say he just ended up being an athlete doing the the very minimal things on offense he was still able to go pretty high in the draft I didn't even think he was going to get drafted to be honest so interesting to see somebody take that shot on him and he's probably going to be one of those two-way players that they're always hoping will develop from a shooting and um ball handling standpoint but his growth at Florida was very stunted he, re- he really didn't turn into much not what they expected when they got him of course so you're talking about Scotty Lewis yeah sorry um yeah I mean I don't know much about him um other than everybody at at uh UF was like probably shouldn't have gotten drafted 
you know. Oh, well, I'm a big hoops mixtape guy and like ball is life guy, and he was one of those highlight kids out of high school where everybody's like, this dude's gonna be amazing, right? And um, I think he was, he was just eh. he was top ten, top fifteen, ESPN 100 for his graduating class, so it was a huge deal that he went to Florida, and um, he never progressed. Like his freshman, they're like, all right, cool, his freshman, he'll bounce back, he'll. He'll develop into a little bit more. He'll grow into his body a little bit more. And then sophomore year, it was just similar to his freshman year. So, But everything that they said about that pick is he'll probably be a, a two-way guy. And they'll leave him to develop in the G League for a while. So, I don't know. Maybe with some more time. But he's already, what, 20 or 21? He's, like, close. So, it's not like um. they took a super young guy. Uh, another thing I'm kind of going to go back on is, uh, I mean, I am still surprised he got drafted yeah. or drafted early second, but for the Pelicans, Herbert Jones, from a defensive standpoint, it's a team that struggled to play defense also late, late down the stretch and having, having like a Tony Allen or, uh, so- someone who can stop in uh, clutch situations, Herbert Jones could be that guy moving forward. He was uh, SEC Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. Hmm. Okay, but you're, su- you're, you're so. surprised he got picked with those accolades? Yes, because he can't play offense for shit. <laughs> okay, that's a fair Saw point. Saw against UCLA. Oh. Kids a bomb. I mean, you know... Go Bruins, baby. They'll take specialists in the draft too. There's guys like a like a Cam Johnson who people said went too early because all he does is shoot, and um, we saw that worked out for him in the finals. They develop into True. showing other things and fit did their it, roster. Did it work well. out for him in the finals? I mean, from him did as it? a solo player, he showed what he had the potential to be. And trust me, he definitely raised his draft um, his trade value. He didn't hurt it. Like, you could definitely get something back nice for, for Cameron Johnson now. Um, if you ask me, Cameron Johnson's trade value is probably higher than um, a Duncan Robinson, even though Duncan Robinson's a free agent right now. But people take Cam over Duncan right now, just based on what have you done for me lately, you know? Well, also, from a standpoint of size and defense, I would never want Duncan Robinson. If you can get this almost the same level of three-point percentage shooting... Which is it's a little bit of a disparity. Duncan's like six eight though. Duncan's not small. He's just a little bit slower on his feet. He's slow, but he's also not built very well. Yeah. That boy built like a twig. Hey man, Duncan's gonna get a bag though. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. Somebody's gonna pay him for his skill set. Contender as well. Yes. Yeah, Sheesh. Imagine he signs with the Lakers. He, See you later. if he signs for the Lakers, he's definitely signing for a very underpaid contract. I feel like somebody like right. him is definitely gonna sign for the bag. The Lakers need someone like JJ Redick. Yes, um, I don't think he's a free agent, right? I think he's still no. tethered to he's Dallas. Under contract with the Mavs. Yeah, yeah. They need a JJ. Um, I'm trying to think who else is out there. Um, Jay Crowder. But he doesn't play well with LeBron. <laughs> Who else? No, I think he stays. I think he stays in Phoenix. Um, the Bucks declined the option on Bryn Forbes. 
Oh wow, what a surprise. Yeah, I was about to say, right? Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? But um Brent Forbes could end up there. He's younger, but he he could get the job done. Um I don't know if KCP stays in, in Sacramento. Do do they do they want KCP? I don't think he's old. Does he fit what they're trying to do? I mean, they were close to being a playoff team, so maybe. Um I'm just trying to think of like shooting like what shooting could they acquire for cheap? I don't know. I guess it's is to be seen. Um, there'll be a lot more movement this offseason for sure. Um, Bradley Beal claims he's not trying to go anywhere. I feel like something will be attempted. Pascal Siakam keeps popping up on the Warriors' radar. We'll see how that goes. Um, the Warriors look like they're making that push to to be back in the mix so it'd be interesting to see what they do i figured it would be on draft night or before but it's never too late if you ask me a guy like jonathan right. kaminga's value is still there seeing that he hasn't played a minute in the nba yet who jonathan kaminga the pick that the warriors ended up going with at number seven uh yeah, he played um, G League team with Jalen Green. Um, pretty athletic, big. I think he played forward, but he's a pretty big forward. 6'8", power forward. Yeah, I haven't seen either of those two play basketball, so... Really? Oh, look it up. Jalen Green especially is... Whew, like, his high school highlights, insane. And then he played pretty well in the G League. G League playoffs dropped 30 for that G League Ignite team so and that's against grown grown guys and some two way players so I I really enjoy his game and from an NBA top shot standpoint I think he's gonna have some crazy rookie moments like he's a high flyer so he's gonna do some fun stuff out there just like my boy Keon Johnson baby yeah he's gonna have he's gonna have a, he's gonna have a moment for sure, he's got his first two moments. Are probably gonna be like Keldon Johnson's first two moments, just poster or like flying down the paint. It's gonna be nuts. 48 48 inch Yeah, he's gonna do some. He's gonna do some crazy stuff off the bounce. Um, Paul George will have fun throwing them lobs next year for sure. Anyway, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, so- solid. Any any final hot take? Solid NBA news for sure. Um, we're definitely gonna have another video breaking down well I say another video we're definitely gonna eventually have a video breaking down the uh, Westbrook trade how the contracts fit and how we think they'll fit on the court as a com- uh, a competitive team back in the, the championship chase a um, little more of a breakdown yeah a little bit more of a breakdown we have some things coming definitely on the YouTube side um Solid draft, for sure. Um, Shouts out to Matt McClung for getting signed, and that's that's my closing thoughts right there. That's that's all I got on my mind. Um, giveaway two episodes from now. Yes, yes, two still out there. Um, oh yeah, Milwaukee got two guys with harder last names to say than Atetokounmpo in the draft. I will not attempt to say them right now, but one's from Greece and one's from Seton Hall. Um, welcome to the roster, boys. Wow. 
And I'm just saying, you all go right, look it boys. up, you'll see it. So that's all. I, that's how I had to add it. I didn't give my boys any love, but shouts out to them for joining the the championship it's roster. Actually gonna play. Yeah, um, I think the kid out of um Seton Hall, uh, will eventually get a little bit of minutes on the court. I'm talking about relevant, uh, to like right now. Yeah, right now they're not getting any minutes. Yes, sir. Where were they picked? Uh, fifty-one and sixty, if I'm not mistaken. All the 51. all the no, news was saying um, after we switched with Indiana, gave them the thirty-one. And got their 60 and got the 51. Sandro Mamukalashivila. Okay, I give you that. That wasn't yeah. too bad. That was that was pretty atrocious. And then that wasn't bad. George's Kalitzaskis. Right? <laughs> Kalitzak. That's Cal. You thought I was kidding. I wasn't joking. <laughs> nope. Not even. Yep. But everything he doesn't have a picture. Everything was saying well, that when the Bucks acquired the 60th pick from Indiana, and especially with Indiana working out Alex Atizakumpo, they thought it was going to be the, the Atizakumpo brother at 60. But nope, we could. We're good. She she's gonna sign too. I was about to say. I wonder if we're just gonna sign them. Just have the, the trio, I mean, sure. and then eventually get Costas away from Greece or wherever he went because he's 19 and he's 6'8 214 pounds Alex yeah Yeah, he's going he's crazy his ball handling and highlights has looked a lot further ahead than um, Giannis at that age so he might he might be something nasty he might be something nasty he'll be 20 in August yeah in the coming days, there'll definitely be news on him. Somebody's going to take him. He's going to take a kumpo, you know? He's going to end up somewhere. Signed somewhere. Yeah. Oh, he's already decided to join somebody. Really? Yeah. He'll be oh, joining the Kings. the Kings on their summer league team. Yeah, but that's not a, that's not him signing anywhere. No, he's not signed, but I'm just saying he's we'll just, we'll see him playing yeah. somewhere. Choosing to participate. Yeah. He'll be on the King Summer League team. Cool, cool, cool. Playing against Leangelo yeah. Hornets Summer League team. Let's go. Yikes. Brother highlights all over the place. Imagine imagine Lonzo yeah, signs for Charlotte. That's yeah, not happening. I mean, LeVar said all his boys are going to be in Charlotte. So. I hope not. Tour there. Missing one. And that guy has the opportunity to go wherever he wants right now, right? sir so it ain't out of the cards oh actually i think uh he's restricted so they could match yeah but a lot of things are saying they're not gonna they're not going to yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna match because that boy is gonna get paid way too much oh yeah they're saying 100 million dollars which again he's he's gonna end up being underpaid within that contract in my opinion so, shout out to whoever gets him. Hear me out. He goes to the Clippers. Yeah. Then next year, we, we trade for a pick and draft Johnny Juzang, and we got a Clipper, Clipper front uh, front court. Of him and Juzang? Court, excuse me. Dessert. So, Juzang at the two? Talk to me. Dessert. What's, how tall is Juzang? Isn't he a little bit undersized for the two? Uh, he's 
he's undersized. Uh, Period. <laughs> for the three, yeah, that boy's small. He is a small guy, but he's he's, he's shifty. He's six six. Oh, what the heck? He does not look six six at all. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm more on board now. Is he actually six six though, or is he UCLA six six? And yeah, then when he gets measured, he'll be like six three. He's six six. Okay. Well. He's not Tyler Campbell. <laughs> Tiger Campbell. Excuse me. I hope I hope that works out for you, my boy, because Johnny Juzang is fun to watch. You can keep rooting for your boy in the NBA. Yes, sir. Throw your fours up, huh? Fours up. Fours up. But on that note, we'll catch up, right, boys, boys, on the next one. See you. Yes, sir.